Welcome to the San Diego News Fix from the San Diego Union-Tribune. I'm Christy Totten. The June 7th primary election is tomorrow, and ahead of the final day of voting, UT columnist Michael Smolens joins me. So Michael, what races are you watching locally and why? Well, there's a handful of very interesting races in this primary. Uh, One of the marquee ones, of course, is the 80th Assembly District in the southern part of the city in South County that pits two pretty well-known political figures in that area, uh, David Alvarez and Georgette Gomez, both former city council members and both had aspirations for higher office. They would be replacing Lorena Gonzalez, who's now the statewide labor leader. Um, The other one is uh, the 49th Congressional District, where Democrat Mike Levin is going to face some strong Republican headwinds to hold on to his seat. And then there's the District 2 City Council race for San Diego, where incumbent Jen Campbell is facing quite a battle on her hands. And last but certainly not least, the the mayor's race in Chula Vista is very interesting. It's an open seat, a few uh, council members, and one former congressional candidate who's made a name for himself region-wide. Let's go down that list and talk about the details. So for the 80th Assembly District, Georgette Gomez against David Alvarez, they're both Democrats. They both seem kind of similar. What distinguishes them from one another? Well, they have been very similar throughout their histories. Uh, They both were sort of grassroots Democrats from the communities, uh, made it to city council, were really loved by the progressive Democrats, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, However, things have changed a little bit. Uh, it's become this a new, different kind of democratic split, whereas Georgette Gomez is really sort of the labor candidate and a lot of the progressives in the party. David Alvarez is getting a lot of his backing from business interests, not just in San Diego, but statewide. Their core issues on you know, the social issues, guns and things like that, they still are in sync. But I think you're finding some differences on you know, business and um, even some policing issues to distinguish themselves. So it's gonna be a pretty high profile race. Okay, tell me more about the 49th Congressional District. Well, uh, Congressman Mike Levin was uh, elected in 2018. As you recall, that was the, the big you know, blue wave uh, that swept across the country that uh, where the Democrats were able to take both the House and the Senate majorities. And Levin was part of that. Um, it, he had a little tougher go actually in uh, 2020. Uh, but he still had the, the the wind at his back. It was still a Democratic year. This year, all signs are trending Republican, and his district, which straddles the San Diego-Orange County line up on the coast, is really a purple district. I mean, it used to be Republican. It's trending Democrat. Uh, it's, it's It's got a slight Democratic majority or plurality in, in registered voters, but it's still a district that Republicans are targeting, and they've got a few very strong candidates in that one. So We'll see who surfaces. I think Levin is going to make the the runoff. There's no doubt about that, or the general election. It's who he faces will be the key matter. Is there a reason that um, he has so many Republican challenges? Or is there a certain issue they're unhappy with? The issues really, they're they're sort of national issues in terms of uh, the economy, inflation, which certainly Republicans are making hay with, and it's got Democrats on the defensive. Um, there's some, uh, you know, a county supervisor in Orange County is running, a former mayor of uh, San Juan Capistrano, who, uh, Brian Marriott, who lost to uh, Mike Levin in 2020. And there's a couple other people running. So it just happens to be a district that's very attractive uh, to these people that have some political background. So that kind of elevates it uh, from some other elections. Uh, the, the real competition in the primary is on the Republican side. 
Okay, now San Diego City Council District 2, this is currently held by Jen Campbell, who faced a recall last year and survived it. What's going on in that district? Well, uh, Jen Campbell, as we, we know, did face a, a recall. Uh, the, she was able to, to nip that in the bud pretty quickly, but it was indicative that there's some uh, disgruntled constituents in her district that aren't happy with her on a number of fronts. A key one is she uh, pushed forth and got through uh, legislation or an ordinance uh, to restrict uh, short-term vacation rentals. As you know, that's been a hugely controversial thing throughout San Diego, but particularly in the coastal areas. And uh, a lot of her constituents didn't think it was restricted enough. A lot of them don't want any, which might be a little pie in the sky, but so that was a big part of the, the recall effort. And that's what a lot of people are running against her on as we speak. The other thing is that she also was one of the authors of the, the ballot measure to lift the height limit in the Midway District where the sports arena is, another hugely controversial thing. Both these things, a lot of people think are good ideas, but they are controversial within the district. So she's got some strong opponents against her, including Lori Saldana, who is a former assembly member and a very high profile Democrat. And uh, Saldana has uh, you know, a lot of support in the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. There's another split where you've sort of got Jen Campbell backed by the establishment uh, Democrats and Republicans, frankly, and Saldana backed by uh, the progressives. We'll see. There's a few other candidates in the race, but I think that we're going to probably end up with both Saldana and uh, Jen Campbell in the November election. Okay, and that brings us to Chula Vista mayor. The current mayor, Mary Salas, is termed out. What's going on in Chula Vista? Well, it, it's fascinating. As you mentioned, it, it's an open seat and there's a uh, high competition. We've got a couple council members, a former council member, and um, uh, Amar Kampanajar, who really became kind of a region-wide figure when he ran for Congress against Daryl Issa and did respectably, he didn't win. Now that was, it's kind of interesting, that was in a East County-centric uh, district, congressional district. Now he's sort of the guy in Chula Vista, that's his background now. But that doesn't seem to be bothering too many people there. So it's anybody's guess who's going to emerge from that. But uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, Tuesday night primary and certainly an interesting November election. How about the sheriff's race? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, the sheriff's race is probably the most important uh, election we're facing uh, this year in San Diego County. And um, yes, it is interesting that, that, you know, there's been a lot of controversy behind Sheriff Gore, uh, per, certainly the, the high number of deaths in the San Diego jails, which the sheriff oversees, it's been an issue. And I mean, it's interesting that he announced he wasn't going to get run for re-election, and then he basically stepped down early. That put under Sheriff Kelly, Kelly Martinez sort of in the acting sheriff role for a while, but the Board of Supervisors decided they didn't want to have you know, an appointed incumbent uh, running for election. And so they, they, they decided to appoint an uh, interim sheriff that was not running. And Martinez pulled out of that. She wasn't interested in doing that, but she's running for, for election. And um, she's running against Dave Myers, a 30-year retired uh, sheriff's department commander who uh, ran against Gore and lost back in, uh, what was it, 2018. So there's a lot of competition there. And then there's uh, a few other people running, uh, John Hemmerling, an assistant city attorney that just retired, um, who's the, the Republican in the race. The other two are, are Democrats. Um, so there's a lot of competition there. Who's going to end up in, in the runoff? We'll have to see. You would think that Martinez is going to be one of them. She's just 
gained such a high profile, ran the department for a while, which some people sort of thought kind of made her look like the incumbent. Uh, but again, we'll just have to see what happens. But that's a fascinating race. There's a lot on the lines because there's a lot of concern about how the sheriff's department is operated and people think there needs to be some changes. What do you think turnout will look like for this election? Well, it's interesting. We, we just went over a handful of pretty interesting local elections, but you know they're very localized except for the sheriff's race. And uh, you know they're sort of siloed. I mean, outside of Chula Vista, there's not that much interest in the Chula Vista mayor's race. And you could go down the line, the city council races. In a way, in sort of the, the national sense in, for California, this is kind of a hurry up and wait election. Turnout looks like it's gonna be very low. Just recently, like yesterday, um, uh, the, the ballots already submitted were only you know 10% of the uh, uh, registered voters, which is lower than in the recall uh, for Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom last year, and lower than in 2018, the last midterm election. It's not that people aren't intense. I think we've seen that people are very concerned about all sorts of things, the future of the country, abortion, guns, inflation, the future of democracy, but it's just not a very interesting election in California. Um, you know, Gavin Newsom's a shoe in certainly in the primary and, and re-election. Uh, appointed Senator Alex Padilla is in the same boat. So you don't have that top of the ticket interest uh, where they just have some very unknown mostly and, and underfunded candidates. By contrast, you can look at like Georgia, uh, you know, primary turnout went through the roof because there were very competitive races. A lot was on the line there. So I think what I'm getting at here is that that a lot of this is being pointed towards November. You'll see just a whole different atmosphere and attitude in November because there's just a lot on the line. I mean, basically the primary sets up who's going to run in November. And we know in a lot of cases, the incumbents are already gonna be there. So it just is kind of a snoozer for a lot of people. Uh, and that could be an issue for some candidates who need a little better turnout and a low turnout might hurt them. Michael, anything else you'd like to add? No, I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, it, uh, like I said, it, it, there's a lot going on for, for such a low-key election, but maybe we'll talk uh, after the dust settles and see where we're at and who won. Yeah, I would love to, and I look forward to following along tomorrow. Michael Smolens is the political columnist at the UT. Michael, thank you. Thank you.